Well, the question that we've really been getting for a lot of years is, do I have to use premium fuel? And so that's kind of what we're going to answer today. Huh? Still working? Is it too low? Welcome back to All Things Acura. This is Matt. And I'm Justin. And we got a special guest with us today. We do. For our first time on this show. And maybe our last time. You never know. You just never know what might happen, right? <laughs> we have invited uh, some experts because we, a lot of times, might not have all the answers to what we want to talk about. That's right. And, and it's sometimes we think we know what we're talking about, and then ultimately we find out that we really don't. And so that's why we have to kind of pass it off to the experts sometimes. And so we invited uh, Todd, if you want to go to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Todd Baldinger. I'm service manager here at Sarah Acura. So Todd uh, has been with the Acura brand now for a little while, but was with Honda prior to that. So he's got some uh, in-depth knowledge on the Acura vehicles and Honda vehicles. And um, we had a question from one of you guys uh, as we get in, as you with your comments and feedback, which was great, that asked us what driving mode got on this fuel economy, and that kind of led us down a little rabbit hole of the bigger question that we wanted to try to help people mm -hmm. understand uh, about cars because gas prices are through the roof today. Um, to be exact, I think <laughs> they're at like four eighty a gallon right now right. across the country, which right. is craziness and it always brings up the question you know we get these questions as a salesperson all the time you know you know what kind of gas should i use you know what what is accurate doing do you have any hybrids things like that so it kind of went down this rabbit hole of the question that we've really been getting for a lot of years is do i have to use premium fuel and so that's kind of what we're going to answer today and just to kind of you know re reiterate what accura's definition of recommends premium fuel is i believe it's 91 Correct. Okay, so that 91 is the recommended fuel. In Ohio here, and this is something kind of goofy, and, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't, I don't know where 91 is. Um, I don't know if they offer 91 in any station around us. Um, now so I'll back up a little bit. You jump, I think you're oh, jumping sorry. ahead of the yeah. viewers maybe. <laughs> Actors do re say required 90, uh, premium mock. Premium fuel. Recommend, yeah. Recommend, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Whereas years ago, they used to require it. Oh, so we okay. brought in Todd to really kind of define that a little bit more than maybe what we would, because he is the expert. Uh, and we could talk about, you know, the benefits of using it or not using it, and you need to, and should you, and yeah, because based I, on what we know. Absolutely, yeah, because obviously it's the main question people get, so... Yeah, Todd, if you want to go ahead and, you know, let us know a little bit about what you know. and I think the big thing people ask, you know, as they're standing there at the pump and they can see that, and I, you know, looked this up and I apologize, I did this a couple days ago, but it's really the same spread. You know, regular across the country was at uh, $2.25 and premium was at or I'm sorry, two dollars. Did I say two dollars? Holy cow! Whoa! Well, we was, wish it was sorry, two dollars. This wasn't a couple days ago. This was last right. year. Years that ago. was last year. <laughs> this is when when Justin was yeah. in high school. Which last week? No. <laughs> uh, it's four dollars and twenty-five cents, and premium fuel is four dollars and ninety cents. So almost sixty, um, some cents, sixty-eight cents difference. And so that you ask yourself and you say, well, is it worth spending sixty-eight cents more a gallon? You know, what are my benefits I'm getting out of this? Well, that's that's the big question, right? Does is, is it make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of a touchy subject, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. uh, just because we're going against what manufacturers saying that 
we should use. So um, using the premium fuel, there's a lot of benefits to that. A lot of it has to do with the burn ratio inside that engine when it's using and consuming fuel. So the, from what I understand, and you know, there will probably be some of our viewers out there that maybe have a more uh, advanced degree in chemistry and can probably tell us the exact. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, they'll, they'll correct us really fast. Time. Yep. But the higher the octane, it means the more efficient that fuel burns with inside the cylinder. Correct. Right. Yeah, it's, it's the resistance of burn. Uh, inside that cylinder actually so um, the the more resistance that you have okay um, the the more that you're going to have problems with the type of burning type of running of that engine um, that it's actually um, using as much fuel as it needs to use rather than not using enough fuel causing the engine to misfire and stuff mm -hmm. down the road eventually right. so going to a lower grade Potentially what happens is, is, and this is where I'm kind of, we lean on you a little bit. So potentially what happens is you're, you're not burning the fuel very efficiently as, as you drop down into the octane levels. A little side note there, and this is where we start to go down some rabbit holes. <laughs> I see that Colorado offers 85 octane. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I guess maybe with the thinner air, they can get away with that. That is, that is true. Yep. So we are talking to people across the country. I did not realize that, you know, our pumps here, it's kind of 87, 89, 91. Or 93, time, yeah. Or 93, yeah. depending on what gas station you go to. So, you, you know, I didn't realize that there were even places out there that offer. I mean, it seems like garbage gas when you when you look at it from our <laughs> yeah. side. But maybe that works in some climates. Yeah, yeah. other actually other manufacturers use uh, an engine that says fe uh, flex fuel. So that engine actually is able to run off of those 85 uh, octanes and stuff like that. So it has to do with the compression of the engine and all the other stuff that really goes into the engineering side of it to actually use that type of octane efficiently. Right. Okay, so there is no catastrophic issue with the engine. And maybe, I, I guess another question to ask with that is, I get, what does the octane rating mean? Uh, it, that is resistance, actually. Oh, okay. Octane so means resistance. Okay, so is higher number means less resistance or more? Or how does that work? Do you it, know? <laughs> essentially, what it means is it, the, the lower the number, the higher resistance that it has to burning. So a 91 octane should burn at a faster rate. I got okay. you. Okay. Um, but nowadays with our cars, we have uh, high pressure fuel lines okay so they're, they're squirting they're pressurizing the fuel in, in in fractions of seconds to be actually be introduced into the engine to actually have the uh in, injection and right. burning and all that stuff so uh there there's a lot that goes into it a lot of engineering yeah. that goes into that stuff um and we can go down some serious rabbit holes <laughs> sure oh all yeah stuff but essentially what it means is Whatever that, that engine is made to do, they want to put the, the most efficient fuel into it to avoid a lot of other things down the road. And we can get into some of those other things. Yeah, we can touch on, like, you know, what, what, what's the long-term effect yeah. of, of that versus using a, a higher-octane gas. Um, the, when, when you're talking about the, uh, you know, the, the higher pressure... I guess, and maybe a lot of people don't understand that, that all the new vehicles are direct injection, and direct injection is a much more high-pressure system than what you had in your old, just regular fuel-injected cars, right? Correct. Correct. You know, so that, that efficiency needs to be even greater. 
Correct. Yeah. Then correct. There's there's a lot of you know engines have changed so much that when you have a direct injected engine, um, there you're always going to have waste fuel. There's mm. every engine's not going to burn off a hundred percent of the fuel that's actually being introduced into the engine, and that waste fuel. Uh, has to do a lot with the resistance. What happens to that, you know, fuel that's not being burned sure. off and used? Um, it creates carbon buildup inside the engine. Uh, that fuel can get dumped down into your oil, which means more oil changes more frequently. The oil gets uh, right. um, used uh, pretty quickly. And then also uh, coming out of your exhaust, it comes through your exhaust and actually gets hit by your catalytic converter. So that fuel actually goes through many aspects of the car. Right, absolutely. That's And that's a great, great point because those are, you know, reason, you know, we get, everyone's kind of telling us, well, I don't have to do that. In fact, the one thing I was going to bring up here saying this is that it, it feels like, you know, nowadays people keep, I hear this sentiment that like Acura used to require, you know, the premium, but now they don't require it, right? It's more of a recommended recommendation mm-hmm. really. And and people kind of have the sense, sentiment that, Okay, nowadays I can probably put in the lower grade or do better, and maybe it sounds almost like the opposite, you know, because the, the cars have to run so efficiently with how they operate that they are better off with the high, the more recommended fuel, right? Yeah, correct. And, <clears throat> and a lot of this too is a lot of people have a conception, of, you know, a misconception that if they put that eighty-seven in, that their car is going to start to run not very well um, immediately, and <clears throat> that's not really the case. Now you will notice. Uh, tank after tank that your miles per gallon is not going to be what the, the manufacturer recommends on the sticker and everything else when you buy your car. And and just while you're on that subject, and yeah. Todd mentioned this at the beginning, he said that, you know, it's recommended. We're kind of, we're, we're, we're talking in a gray area because yeah. we should be recommending it per se because we're the accurate dealer, mm-hmm. right? We should go along with that recommendation. So what you do lose is the performance across the board that you get with, and that performance is not just stepping on the gas, it's fuel economy, you know, horsepower, tor- all the things you lose mm-hmm. when you drop down and go to a lower octane. Correct, correct. You don't have the, the, the right burn ratio inside that engine to produce the 300 horsepower, whatever the horsepower rating yeah. is, you start to lose that over time. Right, that's interesting. Yeah. So what I, gathered from base just doing a little bit of scratch the surface research on okay so what's the world being told on this some places are saying gosh it's a complete waste of money to use higher octane fuel like that you won't get any benefit out of it and you know i think you can probably find tests that go both ways i think you can find people that talk both you know both ways the one thing that's for sure is the manufacturer is not in bed with the gas company. So there's no manufacturer doesn't have a reason to recommend that unless they specifically design that vehicle to use that fuel for a reason, right? Right. Um, There are some added benefits. They do get some additional performance and stuff out of premium fuel, but they have no reason to say that unless there is benefit to saying it, right? Yeah, and and it's for longevity, a lot of it too. You know, they, they want these... Uh, you buy a very expensive car, they want people to own that car for a very long period of time. And, and to do so, you got to make sure that it's running as efficiently as it possibly can. And doing that is making sure no different than your oil changes during the recommendations, transmission fluids, all of those fluids and stuff like that is to keep that car running for a very long time. 
So to kind of ask the question, because I know you spent some, a lot of time with Honda and mm-hmm. obviously Acura and Honda, a lot of similarities with the engines that they use. So, you know, why, you know, you look at an FDX or a Pilot and the Pilot, obviously Hondas don't, I don't think they have any cars other than like the Type R that, that recommend premium fuel. Mm-hmm. So why use premium fuel on an Acura over a Honda? And I, I hear terms like compression. There, you know, there, being thrown there are different compression ratios and stuff like that. Even though that you look at their, you know, their engine types and stuff like that and see a 3.6 liter and they have a 3.6 liter, whatever the engine is. Yeah. And they have across the board between an Acura and a Honda, they have that same displacement of engine. Um, there is differences. Okay. There is sure. tuning differences. Um, it, it, it's they're subtle, but sure. they're they're enough to make a difference. I mean, we're talking when that fuel gets introduced into the engine, fractions of seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and those fractions of seconds, even though it's the same engine and stuff like that, could have a totally different outcome when you're talking years and years and years of quote unquote abuse sure. of not being done what the uh, the manufacturer recommends. Right. So what I gather, and it, you know, I, obviously you could, you can, you know, we want you as a, as a consumer to take your own piece on whether you want to use the extra fuel or not, whether you buy into the fact that the premium fuel has any benefit from you. But from what I gather, Todd, from what I see is that, you know, if you, if you drive the car a little more aggressively, you, you like, you know, getting up to speed a little bit faster than most, you like the performance in it. The premium is going to not only benefit you in performance-wise, but also fuel economy. Whereas if you're just an everyday driver and you and you just kind of get from point A to point B and you cruise along on the highway at, at normal highway speeds, there's probably no ben- real benefit you'll ever see out of uh, higher octane other than maybe a long-term, you know. Long-term, term. correct. And, and a lot, too, uh, has to do with um, temperature. So here in Ohio, I mean, it's, it gets pretty cold. So that higher fuel burning at a faster rate will give you the best fuel economy in the wintertime than what an 87 fuel will. And it has to do with temperature at that point, too. So there's there's a lot that goes in with it. Um, And and when we were talking, you know, off camera, you're talking thirty dollars a month, you know, thirty dollars a month extra that you're paying for premium fuel compared to uh, uh, the 87 and. $30 $30 a month to tell you that that engine is going to run top notch and we don't know what the duration is going to be, $30 a month isn't really that much. So what, <laughs> what Todd was referring to is we kind of just did the math for you because a lot of people don't dive into it. And, and actually, we, we you know, the general feeling when yeah. we talk to people come in and look at a car, you know, some people are very averse to any cars that use a premium fuel because they just have this in their vision, in their mind, how many thousands of dollars it's going to cost them. And it really isn't that big of a difference. And we'll, I'll, we'll break that down. One thing I want to make sure people understand is, you know, the, the side effects, if they want to use a, a, lower, a lower grade, what can that side effects be long term? You mentioned carbon buildup in the engine. Correct. Are there other ways to kind of avoid that carbon buildup or... Uh, versus just using a higher octane? There is. I mean, there. every car that's direct injected uh, doesn't have to be an Acura. It can be any car that's direct injected. It needs to have an induction service every five years or 50,000 mm-hmm. miles. It doesn't matter if you're using premium fuel. It doesn't matter if you're using 87. Obviously, you're going to have a lot more carbon buildup with 87 than you are with the 
premium fuel. So therefore, the induction service could take a little bit longer. It oh, could okay. be a little bit more in depth of cleaning <laughs> out that carbon buildup. Um, so there is a preventative to the, to to what the long term effects could be. Correct. And keep that and so the carbon buildup is what's happening inside the engine with a greater chance of happening as you use a lower octane fuel that's not getting burned, getting left behind in, in you know in the in the cylinder and all all the you know pieces and parts in there, right? Mm -hmm. So you guys. Can, there is a recommended service for that that yes. cleans that up. That's good to know. That wasn't why we brought you here, but that is, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's stuff we're learning, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's also, um, you know, here at Acura, I mean, not to, to throw out what we provide or anything like that, but we do offer a fuel additive, okay? A fuel additive at least once a year that we put into your fuel tank that helps with the carbon buildup as well. Because we don't know what people are using as fuel. Yeah. Uh, it's preventative right. maintenance. It doesn't matter if you're using 87 or 91, this still goes in there preventatively uh, and runs through a tank of gas. And, and essentially it burns off as much as it possibly can. It does not prevent <laughs> us from having to do the induction service that's right. still manufactured. But it's kind of like when you go to your dentist and they I'm still give you, the they give you that little that little cleaning. <laughs> I was, was going well, to say, well, say, it's kind of like flossing, right? right. Putting in the, the right. higher, right. you know, the, the premium fuel is like flossing, right? It's, it's the little thing that your dentist tells you to do, like, yeah, I floss, I know. And then they, no, you got to do it every day. And they're like, well, what if I do it some days and some days, you know, I don't, right? right. right. And so the less, the more, you know, you do that, the less potential future issues you might have. Right. I would just think that's a great analogy, but, and, and that's, you know, leading to kind of another little question I had, you know, the other question I have is, do I have to do it all the time? Can I mix fuels? You know, does that? Yeah. A lot of people ask, well, should yeah. I use the, a mid grade or can I use this one every now and then? What, what's your advice on that? Well, I mean, that that's a touchy subject too. I mean, it, it really doesn't, uh, you know, we're not seeing anything currently that is saying that don't use 87 whatsoever. Okay, so I don't want to lead people down the road that they can't use 87 whatsoever. Right. Um, so that, it's a very, <clears throat> it's a, going to be a vague answer, uh, to be honest with you. A lot of people, when they do use 87 quite a bit, um, we do test fuel. Okay, mm -hmm. if they're having a, a miles per gallon issue, uh, we can test, uh, you know, the, t the quality of the fuel. They can even do it themselves. Okay, mm -hmm. so if they get bad gas somewhere, you can actually send it off to a lab. And they can actually test that fuel and see if there's water in the fuel or whatever the case may be. So um, to, to see any benefit to using 87 to save some money, I would say that, you know what, if, if you're, you know, hard up with, you know, money and those types of things and you need to save, yeah. you know, a couple extra bucks, it's not going to damage your car in that sense, like immediately. Right. Okay. And that kind of leads me to the next vague answer you're going to give me is... Um, no, it's just right. like, no, I mean, I it's realize a vague, it's right. a vague thing because right. there's, there's, it's a, you know, part of it obviously is because it's recommended, right? And we could talk about this in a little bit as far as a sales standpoint, when someone's asking me, do I have to do that? And they're comparing other cars and manufacturers out there that potentially don't. So I get that. But, and maybe, so warranty, you know, I get that question a lot too. Like, Hey, if I don't use, you know, the premium mm -hmm. fuel, does that affect my warranty? Well, technic yeah. technically speaking, I mean... <clears throat> Acura owns the rights to pay a claim and, and, and deny a claim, okay? Yeah. So if there is something within a warranty time frame that, that we are looking into into the shop, um, if they want us to, if they send out an engineer, okay, to figure out what the heck is going on, they can pull some fuel. They can figure out what kind of fuel 
that is, okay? Right. But again, uh, we're, we're kind of at the mercy of the gas station too. Who's to say that they didn't click on the 91 and they had 87 in the tank? Sure. It, you no. never know that. Okay? Well, and that's where the gray area That is a, is a very yeah. gray area. And, and you can't really, we're trusting into a lot of people that they are actually doing what they're supposed to do. Um, so to avoid any of this, I would say that, again, your car's not going to break down using 87. There are fuel additives uh, uh, that you can actually put into um, and run through for carbon buildup and those types of things to kind of it actually boost up the octane just a right. little bit. About uh, 30 bucks a month worth. Uh, <laughs> it could. It could. And, and, yeah. and you can do some preventative maintenance. And what was that service called? It's an induction service. Induction service. Yep. And that cleans yep. the... Injectors, correct. Assume, and it, we actually it. physically will go into the engine and actually clean off the injectors and those types of things. Typically speaking, how long is that service? Uh, about two hours. Long. Okay. Yeah, two hours. Okay. Long. And again, it's every um, five years or fifty thousand miles. Okay. So if if your car, if you don't, you know, during these times, you're not driving that much. Uh, definitely, every five years, get that. Okay. Done. Yeah, one thing that Todd said when we were actually talking about the subject that I thought was pretty good advice that we just sometimes don't think about. You know, it does a car good every now and then to actually be ran a little harder than maybe what you might t typically do in your day to day driving because that carbon buildup gets in there. Mm -hmm. And what happens is a long term effect of, of just driving normal and stop and go and never really putting the engine through its paces. Yeah doesn't clean that up any, right? Yeah, and a lot of people actually, when they drive, um, half the time they're not even driving far enough to actually heat the car up, oh, you know? True, right? So if you're not getting the car up to temperature, okay, if you're not getting on the highway and just going, you know, uh, 45 minutes away from your house or anything like yeah. that, you're just stopping and going and, and you're really not heating that car up. Now, most of these cars are so efficient and, and this plays in, in, into the fuel too. Um, if, if I start up my car and I live 10 minutes away, okay, if I start up the car and I just putts all the way into work, um, I'm typically yeah. not going to get it up to temperature until I'm about, you know, three to five minutes away from here. Right. But uh, fuel economy has a lot to do with that too. So if I'm not using a proper fuel, okay. uh, it's not heating up, it's not doing its job, it, it could take a little bit longer. So there's where your fuel economy comes in as well. Interesting. Yeah, that's good. Great stuff. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't know that, uh, you know, we want to really give an answer one way or another. It sounds like, though, you know, uh, from the bigger picture, you know, regular is okay. Mid-grade would be better. I don't know that there's a whole lot of benefit. Premium, obviously, if you're okay with it and you're comfortable with it. I know gas prices are high, so it's harder to hit that button today than it was a year ago. It's jumped up a lot. So people think, well, I'm not getting much benefit out of that. I don't, or if I am getting a benefit out of it, and that's kind of what we wanted to yeah, you know, oh, kind of yeah. bring the light. What yeah. what's the what's the good and bad of doing that? Uh, I did do some a uh, little just a little calculations because again, we had pe people coming in all the time saying, "Gosh, it costs just thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm not doing that every year to drive my car. It's not that much." So the difference between regular and this was as of a week ago, but these dollar amounts, the difference hasn't changed much. If you took a, a new RDX that gets on average uh, from the manufacturer claim of 23 miles a gallon, drove at 12,000 miles a year, based on the difference, it's under $30, $29 for the difference that you're gonna pay more to drive it on the right. 91 octane or 93 octane, whatever's at the pump at the highest point, right? The premium fuel, as they say. 
right? And that's per month, right? That's per month, per you month. know, per, you know, 1,000 miles of driving. So for a year, that's $350 a year. Right. Right? When you break it into a year, $350 to drive on an Acura, which, you know, premium yeah. product, yep. I, I don't think is, is extreme. Some people might say, well, that's still my $350. Well, over a five years, that's $1,750 until you say to yourself, you know, I paid forty five. Fifty, seventy thousand dollars for this car over five years. Seventeen hundred dollars is right. probably not an ex- extreme amount of money to, right. to say I want to keep my car running in tip top shape. That it's <laughs> not to sway you one way or another. It's probably though not as much as you think it is. And granted, if you're driving yeah. eighteen, twenty thousand miles a year, yeah. that's a lot more driving. But that's also a lot different type of driving. And probably you know if you're driving it on a highway at 65, 70 miles an hour. Maybe there is a difference there, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there definitely would be a difference. I mean, um, especially like speaking on the Acura brand, the IDS systems that we have on this, you know, uh, the driving type <laughs> systems on here, yeah. sport mode, sport plus, normal, comfort. Um, and now, you know, we have snow mode and those types of things on the new MDXs. Um, they, they all play in a factor. Now, they're not going to be your uh, uh, cheat button, so to speak, sure. okay? We're not, we're not going to save you know, 20 miles to the gallon or anything like that. But we definitely can burn through a lot more fuel in sports sport right. plus. Right. Yeah. So if you're looking to yeah. save a little bit, maybe on, on fuel economy, that that's a great point. We did have someone ask us, you know, what yeah. mode uh, should I drive my car in to get the most efficiency out of it? And that's probably the comfort mode on most of the vehicles. I think that's pretty common across the line. The comfort and normal are the same. Right. Uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> right. And we don't have an econ mode. So, and I know like, well, I, have, I drive a Honda Odyssey. So I, when I put my car in econ mode, I'm sure that's similar to our comfort mode. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the one thing I find myself doing when I put it in that type of mode is, you know, I still want have to push on the gas to feel like I need to get it going, especially if I'm doing city driving. So I'm wondering, you know, by doing that, am I actually making it worse for myself by doing so? Well, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if, if you're one that to not want to push on that yeah. gas pedal harder, um, then yeah, I would say that switching into the sport, you know, if you're doing some yeah. in-town driving 10 minutes down the street or right. whatever, it's probably going to benefit you a little bit. Obviously, the car is going to be more responsive. Right. Um, you, you definitely want to, when I say get on it, I, I want to say that you just don't want to uh, Sunday drive it. Right. Okay. You, you want to make sure that you're you're revving up the engine and get, get the RPMs yeah, up. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not condoning speeding or anything like that, but we definitely want to get the engine up to temperature and up to speed. Right. Get some of that carbon that does naturally get built up in there, whether no matter on what gas you're engine. using, and, and <laughs> keep it as clean as it can yeah. by itself. Yep. Right. So... Well, that gives us a lot of insight. I know that that is a super gray area and, <laughs> and like nobody wants to talk about it, but you got to answer those questions, right? Yeah, and yeah. right, wrong, otherwise, I know every time I go to the gas station, I stare at it, especially now, right? At four ninety a gallon, I go, oh, do I, mm. you know, is yeah. it worth it? Every time yeah. you, you ask yeah. yourself, I'm sure everybody does that. And, right? there, and so that's, there is know. another point to this too. There's, there's a website out there. It's called Top Tier Gas. Okay, you can literally Google top tier gas. Top tier gas, all that means is is the top um, uh, economic detergents that they're putting into the fuel. Those actually aid into the carbon buildup. They help clean those things out. They burn a little bit more efficient. Now, not every gas station has top tier gas, but that uh, top tier gas will actually show you in your zip code 
what gas stations actually have that. And uh, like around here, BPs have it and marathons have it, those types of things. And there's extra detergents in there to aid in that. So right. if you are going to use an 87, if you are needing to use the lower grade, at least try to go on to that top tier gas to figure out which ones have the best detergents, which ones are the, 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 the most uh, sought after. And they might not be the cheapest gas stations. But they are going to at least guarantee right. you that they have those top tier uh, detergents. Yeah, so finding the, a better quality gas, not just so much, you know, going to the lowest priced, higher premium, might actually be a better alternative. It than, could be. Yeah. 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 And one, one more last thing I know with Acura having more turbocharged engines now, mm -hmm. um, more than ever, mm -hmm. um, you know, is there a difference in terms of that? You know, I know, you know, a lot of cars who have had turbo engines, you know, with regards to premium fuel, is it more recommended to put? premium fuel on a turbocharged car or is it still kind of the same it, as what we just talked about? It pretty much is it about the same. Okay. Okay. Um, a, a lot has to do with the high pressure fuel system that's, okay. that's in them more so than the turbocharger. The turbocharger is just creating more air. Right. By creating the more air, then you have more of efficient uh, cooling off everything and, and those types of things. Um, it, it does aid into the fuel economy. Right. Um, uh, okay. It's not a sport uh, type of uh, turbocharger that a, sure. a lot of uh, um, aftermarket companies make sure. and those types of things, but it is made for the fuel economy, and that it, it's just another thing. It's, it's no different than like your lungs and your heart and those types of things. Very similar to that, just right. a different piece of the puzzle. So uh, on that note, and we touched on it a little bit before, if if you're using your vehicle and you decide to go to a lower grade because whether either you you know think that maybe I can save a little bit of money or you just don't feel it's worth it or whatever. And you do start to hear um, what they call a knocking or, you know, pinging noises out of the engine, you know, uh, just, you probably should just switch back. I mean, I don't think you take any chances at that point. If First call us. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, I would definitely. Uh, because the knock is, is definitely a problem, right? It's correct. not, it's not, I mean, you can, well, let's just deal with it knocking. You, there's something going on there. Right. There, uh, yeah. Before we even hear knocking, typically, you're going to hear more of a whistling sound. Uh, that's oh. what we actually hear. And okay. that, a lot of that has to do with the high-pressure fuel. So you're, you're getting a lot of uh, buildup on those injectors and stuff like that. So it might not actually be squirting the right, right amount of gas because right. of the buildup and stuff like that that happens. So you'll you'll hear a high pitch like a uh, chirping sound, almost like a bird. Uh, just um, and, and it almost sounds like a, a, a drive belt or something like that that's going off, but that literally oh. is the, the, the high pressure fuel. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's a lot of stuff that happens. Now, every car is a fingerprint. They're all different, so you don't know, but any abnormal sounds or any abnormal different frequencies that you're hearing definitely should be brought into service. But first off, if, if you want to try, I would go back to what the manufacturer recommends. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you know, our goal is to make sure we're we're doing right by our, our customers and clients to say, yeah. hey, you know, because we don't have any, you know, we don't work for the oil companies either. And, sure. you know, at the end of the day, we want to make sure their car's running as efficiently as possible. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and you definitely don't want to, you know, I, I know how we are in service. We, we don't want to strong arm, strong arm people into saying that, hey, if you don't do this, then this is going to happen. But that's reality. If, yeah. if, if you don't use uh, on, on a, at least 
more normal basis of what the manufacturer recommends, there are going to be consequences down the road. And that's not saying that you can't use them from time sure. to time, but we, we definitely try to prohibit people having to buy catalytic converters and those types of things that eventually will go out. And we're more than happy to provide those services. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but yeah. Well, that's some uh, some good stuff. I don't I don't know if we muddied the water or cleared it up, but I learned a little bit there uh, about you know premium fuel versus versus regular, yep. and uh, I know it definitely is painful right now because gas prices have gone up. You know, hopefully they come down uh, someday, but as of right now, it's still a choice you have to make at the pump. Yeah, I don't think. The money difference is what you need to pay attention to. Obviously, the premium fuel is not what made gas four ninety a gallon. Gas went up, period. Yeah. And unfortunately, it seems like the gap's big, but it's the same as really, you know, essentially what it was. Right. And yeah. keep in mind the numbers you talked about earlier is if you're only using the lowest, not you know the not talking about the people who are using the mid trade sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right. So really, that gap may not be as big as as you think it might be. So. And you know. it, as long as I've been in this business, the, the, the funny thing has never happened is the fact that I don't get a lot of customers with mm. premium fuel with fuel issues from the gas stations. It's mostly 87 that they get bad oh. fuel. Yeah, so that's it, interesting. It, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing that I'm not saying it can't happen, yeah. but a lot of times that 91 is, is sitting in that tank and the way that it burns and everything, it actually will burn off a little bit of moisture a lot better than 87. So yeah. people fill up with 87 and they have, you know, their check engine light comes on or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, you're, you guys heard it here first. Yeah, we're <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know? And by no means do we uh, condone any of the gas stations. Correct. No. Or the gas. Correct. Or, <laughs> right. However that goes. So, hey, Todd, thank you so much. I know uh, picking your brain on a touchy subject, it is a. We'll, we'll, we'll cover some simple things as we yeah. go down the road. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you taking some time to sit in on it. Uh, hopefully, like I said, everybody got something out of that yep. and it makes a little more sense to you. Like I said, there, we'll probably never have a black and white answer to that because it really is at your discretion. But, yeah. um, you know, the cars have changed a lot over the years. I know if you have an anchor that says, required premium fuel you probably should just use premium fuel in it you shouldn't take any chances that car is not designed for that yeah. probably won't run right for very long not using premium fuel yeah. the new ones can adjust they do adjust to you know change the timing and such to adjust for that fuel but it's probably not the greatest yeah. practice for a long-term purpose it's what the engineers so, recommend that's what yep. i always tell people so right. we're not the ones that built the car right you know and those people know what they're doing and uh but yeah, Todd, thank you so much for stopping in. Thanks for uh, having me. You guys can let us know if you want Todd back or if you never want to see him again. That's up to you guys. You know, <laughs> we're going to have him back either way. Right, we're going to still have him back. So. <laughs> but uh, comments, questions, please keep them coming. Uh, again, on this subject, uh, I, don't, I don't know how much farther we can dive into um, as far as the actual, yeah. you know, there's chemical breakdown of any of it. <laughs> uh, right. I don't know that it matters. You just want to know what button to push when you go to the gas and what, what's going to happen when it really comes down to yeah. it. So, and if there's other service questions, you know, there's yeah. a ton. This We're is always guy. here for you. Yeah, yeah that's right. This All is the guy. So put, please put them in there and uh, we'll talk to you again here soon. Yeah, thanks again. Thanks Thank so you. much.